You're listening to episode 17 of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast. Brent Hasecker, the host of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast. Thank you for listening. And well, it's been a few months since the last podcast and about five months or so. Um, I kind of took a little bit more of an extended break than I had planned. The last episode I had was episode 16 with Travis Dykes. I hope you had checked that episode out. If you haven't, definitely go back and listen. That was a great episode. Really enjoyed speaking with Travis. He's a great talent. Um, so check that out if you haven't heard that podcast. But uh, anyway, um, since then I kind of you know it was it was it was coming into the Christmas season after that last podcast. So I wanted to take some time off for uh, Christmas, and then the new year came, and then I was like, I really need to get some more stuff happening on my. YouTube channel. So I started spending some more time on that. And, you know, podcasts take a while to do. Um, if, if you have never done one, it, it's it you can definitely underestimate how much time it takes to put together a podcast. And well, the same is true with videos. And so I was doing some more work with videos, getting the video channel going again. And boy, I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> videos take a long time. And I had this one video, um, and now I, some of the review videos that I've been doing have been getting a little bit longer. Like the, the review video I did on the Ibanez TMB 35 was around 30 minutes long. So it was a pretty lengthy video. Well, I outdone myself, outdone, outdid myself, uh, here just a month or so ago where I did a review video that clocked in after doing a lot of video editing on it, but it clocked in at an hour and a half. <laughs> I don't know who's going to listen to that video. Actually, people actually have, have watched it, which is amazing, but uh, it was a video I did on, uh, it, I was doing a review video on the different uh, emulation, software emulations of the Roland Juno 106 synthesizer, and I did about, I think I had like four or five different plugins that I was I was reviewing and I thought oh, I'll just whip this out in a weekend no problem well yeah one weekend turned into about three or four so um, that took up a lot of my time and boy if you you know video editing and all of the graphic overlays and the text and all the edits and taking you know finding how you know, every little piece so that you can take out to shorten the video. I must have had like a hundred, well, not, I had hundreds of, of edit points in the video and just so much, you know, text tracks and everything else. And it was just, oh, if you'd looked at that video file, it just looks like a mess. But, uh, Boy, that took a long time to do. So anyway, I'm back to the podcast now. I'm getting the first episode out for 2021. And we're actually, when I'm recording this, we're actually the week before Easter. So we're getting ready for Easter, which of course is is taking up some time because, you know, rehearsing for a lot of songs and I'm playing for two different churches, one for Good Friday and then my my home church on Sunday. And we're doing three services, which um, we've been doing for Easter. We, I didn't, we didn't, I didn't have Easter last year because of COVID, but, um, you know, we've, we've been expanding out our Easter services. So now we've got three, so they're stacked right on top of each other. And, uh, that gets to be a little bit hairy. Uh, and on top of that, 
we actually, at our home church this Sunday for Easter, we are debuting our new worship leader. So that'll be fun too. I talk about a trial by fire where, you know, you'd bring in a new worship leader right on Easter. Uh, <laughs> but then again, when you think about it, um, I think the, the last or the, or the first yeah, I actually think that one of the first, if not the first, one of the first services I actually played when I joined the worship team was an Easter service. I think an Easter service was the first service that I did. And um, actually, our, our ex- executive pastor who left our church two years ago to lead another church, he actually, his first service was on an Easter. So there must be something about Easter services of starting fresh and uh, having new new people in charge. So it'll be interesting because that means they actually arrive this weekend. So we'll, we will have our Easter rehearsal on Saturday and then three services on Sunday. So... Uh, that'll be that'll be interesting and so of course we're doing a few songs which um, I don't think we've either haven't done before or haven't done in a long long time and of course I've never done it with this worship leader so yeah that's going to be interesting but uh this is the first time actually playing a good Friday uh playing for good Friday I've never I've never actually done that our home church doesn't do that but my Wednesday church does so I get to chance to play on Good Friday and looking forward to that. Um, let's see what else is uh, what else is going on here. Well, uh, in the last uh, since the last podcast, I've still been using the I mentioned the Ibanez TMB 35, the little short scale five string bass, still using that a lot and loving it. It's great. And Actually, it's got me thinking about, <laughs> well, in this, this is just the other day, we, I was playing at uh, a service with the, the TMB 35, and yeah, it's just a little $250 bass. I bought it as a beater bass for rehearsals, but yeah, I'm actually using it in a lot of uh, services because I, I really enjoy playing it, and it sounds really good, and, and uh, so go figure, but um, I was, we had a service, the last time I played at service, it turned into one of those services where we were playing just up on the platform for like two hours straight. And I was noticing about definitely by an hour and a half into the service, my, my left forearm was really hurting bad and it was hurting on the inside of my arm where typically if my arm's going to hurt when playing, usually it's on the outside of my arm. And one of the things that I, that I mentioned on the TMB 35 in a previous podcast episode was that even though it's a fantastic little bass, it's definitely very neck heavy and it has a lot of neck dive. And so I'm thinking what was starting to really cause the pain with that bass was standing up playing it for as long as we were playing. And I think I was using my thumb and kind of part of my hand to kind of hold up the neck in order to put it in the proper position while I was playing. And probably that was what was causing the the pain on the inside of my arm. Um, that's, that's just my self-diagnosis. So uh, I'm not sure if that's 100% accurate, but that it seems to make sense that that would, that would be the case. And so since I really like this little bass, uh, you know, I've really adapted very well to, to getting the short scale bass and, um, but the one thing I just I, I don't like about it is that neck dive on it. So I started thinking, well, do I need to get a new strap for it? I've got a wide strap now, so it should be holding fine, but um, it still slides like crazy. And it got me thinking, okay, well, 
the one thing is the neck dive. How do you get rid of the neck dive? Well, oddly enough, I've also mentioned on another podcast episode the Ibanez EHB series, which is the headless bases that are that they came out with Ibanez came out with last year. Well, they've actually now introduced, if you don't know yet, they've introduced a short scale version of the EHB series, which once I saw that, I was like, ooh, okay. So I've been thinking, wait a minute. Now, the only thing I don't really like about the TMB35 is the neck dive issue. Now they've got a short scale base that is headless and it's super lightweight and looks like it's probably a lot better balanced because of the fact that you know, the shape of the body, it looks like it, it'll balance, you know, I've never had a chance to play one. Another story on that, which I'll mention here shortly, but, uh, it just got me thinking, yeah, I think the EHB, which has been a base I've been really kind of jonesing for, for a while now in the short scale version might be what my next base needs to be. And I actually have already had the conversation with my wife and we actually, uh, made a little trip to Tampa over the weekend because uh, Sam Ash um, was music store indicated that they carry that at least they carry the full size version. So I thought, well, I've never played even the full size version. The short scale is back ordered. It won't be available for a while. So I should probably at least play the the large scale version if it's at Sam Ash. And uh, because I've never played a multi scale, I want to feel what what the multi scale feels like. The body and the electronics and everything should be the same on that basis on the short scale. So it'll give me a chance to at least find out if I really like the base in general. Well, of course, we made the drive down there, which is about an hour and a half. And of course, they didn't have it as listed on their website that they have that base. But of course, I should have called before we left and. Uh, so we drove all the way down there, but we found a nice place to have a meal and had some nice lunch. So and at least made a date, date, day out of it. But uh, so, yeah, I'm still really interested in this base, uh, the EHB series, and it's back ordered for a few months still. But it looks like since locally, it's just going to be impossible to find anybody that carries that. If that's a base that I do decide to get, um, I will have to buy it blindly, which I hate doing. But at least I had success with the TMB 35. Uh, really enjoy it as long as I'm playing sitting down. Um, standing up is, is a little bit of a pain, but as I'm, you know, with the neck dive. But um, yeah, so that's where my mind is right now with bases is still in the short scale mode and the, the EHB series is uh, the new short scale that's coming out is it's what's got my most excitement right now. Segment one, creepy church music. All right, Easter. So, uh, like I mentioned, we're playing three services at my home church, and also I'm doing a Good Friday service. But how many people are doing songs that, well, it, it, <laughs> here, let me rephrase this. Usually, every Easter service, we do something with the kids. <laughs> And so we're doing, uh, well, here's the, here's the song list that we're doing with our new worship leader. It's your great name, throne room song, Jesus at the center, Jesus paid it all. And then with the kids, we're doing God's not dead. 
now we've never played God's Not Dead and Church and to be quite honest, while it's a perfectly fine song for the newsboys, I don't really see that as a church song. Hey, maybe you guys play it at your church and it works well, but just not really a church song if you ask me. But um, it's, you know, it's exciting for the kids. They like it there. So they're going to sing it and we'll back them on the band, uh, back them as the band behind, you know what I'm trying to say. They're going to sing what the band will back them. There we go. And, but yeah, that's just, that's one of those songs that it's like, okay, I hope, you know, cause we have, we were, we're not going to rehearse until actually, I, I doubt the kids will be there on Saturday when we rehearse. So I'm sure it'll just be, um, before service starts, we'll actually rehearse with the kids. So I have no idea what it's going to sound like, but I just hope they don't do what I call the, the creepy whisper, whisper part in the song. You know, you know what I'm talking about? God's not dead. He's surely alive. You know, that part, which just is kind of creepy. So, um, I hope the kids don't do the creepy whisper part and God's not dead. Segment two, a review of iReal Pro. I want to tell you about a little practice tool that I came across that has really been a helpful tool for me. It's been a lot of fun to use and uh, testing me in some areas that uh, I, I haven't been tested since not having access to play certain styles of music. Well, the tool is, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Band in a Box. Um, it's software that you can plug in chord progressions and it'll automatically create auto accompaniment. Um, you know, with different instruments so that you can play along to it. And I've long known about Band and Box. It's been around for decades and I've never owned it. And uh, I was actually starting to research it and think, well, maybe I should invest in that so I can use it for, rehear- for you know, rehearsing, practicing at home. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's a lot of money to invest a few hundred bucks or whatever, or at least a hundred or so, somewhere around there. And I, I somehow stumbled across a kind of a Band in the Box club so to speak and it's for the iPad and it's called i it's called iPro Real and I don't know if that's the name of the software or if that's the name of the company that makes it. I'm just looking at the uh, the I have it open here in front of me and that's what it says up in the corner of the screen is iPro Real and so it was like on the app store. So I figured I'll give it a try for that price. And, um, it's really easy to use and yes, it's, you know, it's not going to give you backing tracks that you can make an album with. It's going to sound kind of cheesy. Um, it's going to sound like, you know, uh, I, back in the eighties, I had a little, my first keyboard back in the early eighties was a, a little Casio, Casio tone, and it had the little auto accompaniment on it. And you push a little button for different styles and and actually I, I still oh hold on I still have it hold on still segment two Brent's finding his childhood Cassiotone MT40 okay I found it I actually I actually still have it but I took out the batteries a long time ago to keep them from leaking so I've got the little Casio here. It's, <laughs> so it's got, uh, let's see. Uh, so it's got, uh, um, you know, it's got Samba, Waltz, Swing, Slow Rock, 
something called pops <laughs> and rock and i wish man i wish i had some batteries for it i would i would turn it on and and uh let us bask in the uh, cheesy glory of its auto accompaniment but uh anyway so uh yeah i actually still have that i know you're wondering you're like why does he still have his old casio from the 80s well it, long story short is now that i gotta tell the story um i gave it to a family member back in like the late 80s and somehow it ended back up in my possession somehow and uh and so i just put it you know uh, on a shelf somewhere so Anyway, uh, so back to what I was talking about. iPro Real, or I, yeah, iReal Pro. Sorry, iReal Pro. Um, yeah, iReal I Pro. I, I really, iReal Pro. Um, joke, I, never mind. Um, okay, so back to iReal Pro. So it does the same kind of thing where it gives you auto accompaniment, and it's got a... Uh, the ability to create your own core charts. So you, you can really easy, you just basically you type it in uh, and set up your measures. And it's not like you're going to get it 100% accurate. I mean, it, you just think of the core charts that you read now and you're just kind of approximating. You, you Pretty much if you put the chord at the beginning of the measure, it's going to play on the first beat. If you put it towards the end of the measure, it's going to play like on the third or fourth beat. Um, so you just kind of wiggle them around to, to get everything in place. But really, you can build out a chord chart in, you know, five or ten minutes. You can have a full song in there. And so then you can play back the song using a multitude, multitude, I like that word, a multitude of different backing styles. And you can also have the piano part play basic chords or more uh, com complex extended chords. Um, you can also, um, that I mentioned, you can mute out the different tracks. So you've got, it, it comes with a drums, bass, and piano, but of course you can mute out the bass so that you can just play along to the piano and drums. And I like it because, you know, you can play all kinds of different jazz styles and things like that. I don't really have jazz musicians around me. Uh, well, I've got one on my, my, my Wednesday church. Um, our piano player is an amazing jazz player, but it's not like I get to jam with them outside of church. So this gives me the ability to kind of work on some of those, you know, jazz styles, which I'm not that great on, on bass and, you know, all kinds of other styles and, you know, so anyway, let me let me demonstrate so that I'm not just babbling about it. So I just randomly pulled up. It comes with a number of different exercise styles already in place. I mean, a ton of them. So if I just hit play, and by the way, I'm I'm recording this out of my iPad, out of a little eighth inch connection to my audio um, interface, and I must, you know, it's these little eighth inch cords. They're they're not very good quality, so you're gonna hear some hissing and noise and stuff. So, um, so I apologize for that. But anyway, here, let me give you a demonstration. So as you can see, you know, of course, it's kind of cheesy sounding, of course, but it gives you the ability to, to then now I can go in and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to mute out the bass part and play it again. Okay. I know I just muted the bass. Why is it still there? Try that again. There we go. 
All right, so now the bass is gone. Now I could get my bass and play along. And I, and also, of course, the, the um, you know, you can see the, I guess the cursor or whatever you want to call it, scrolling along through the chord chart as, as it's playing so that you can follow along. So it's also a good opportunity to read, practice your sight reading skills, to just throw up different exercises and, and play along to it. So since you can mute out the bass, you could also listen to the original bass part and go, okay, that, uh, you know, I kind of get a feel for what the bass player is doing. Now I can mute that out and I can play it. Or you can also take this same exercise and change up the style completely let's see here let's give it a samba beat <laughs> so as you can see you can completely change the feel of the song so you can play the same song in you know a hundred different ways with different styles so it, it's really cool and so since you can plug in your own chord progressions you know if you've got a chord progression that you want to you want to play along to um instead of playing along to the recording where you can't really you know you're, you're playing to the recording so it of course it sounds like the recording because you can't always hear yourself over it or you can't really hear how it blends as well. Whereas if you have just the piano and the drums and then you mute out the bass and just play your bass part along with it, you can hear more how the, how the instruments are kind of gelling together. So it makes for a better rehearsal experience. And then also you can, you can take different sections of the song and just repeat like, okay, maybe there's a chord change section on these two measures that you're having a hard time with. You can just loop those two measures over and over and play over that till you got it. So it's a really cool, handy uh, tool. I recommend it. Again, it's called iProReal, and I've been enjoying it, even though the backing tracks do sound cheesy, yes, but um, it's still quite helpful for rehearsing so that when I show up at service, I sound, hopefully, much better. Segment three, a review of the EHX Nano Battalion. For the longest time, I've been wanting to get a dedicated overdrive pedal. Yeah, I've got the Zoom multiprocessor, and it has a lot of great overdrive emulations of a lot of different uh, models, um, but it's just not the same as having something right there I can click on and off. I didn't want to spend a lot, so I found one that I really was interested in that I thought sounded really good from all the online demos, and that's, uh, to my surprise, Electro Harmonix, the little Nano Battalion. Now I say to my surprise because I've never really paid much attention to Electro Harmonix gear because they mostly cater to guitar players and I don't know, I just guess I've never really paid attention to them and they're lower cost so I, I guess maybe the snobbiness in me thought maybe that if they're lower cost then maybe they're not that good. Um, I don't know, but I just never really paid attention to them. Um, and so I've actually been quite uh, happy with this because I actually, I bought it, the Nano uh, Battalion and been really happy with it and it works works great as both a as a dedicated overdrive pedal and as a preamp and now it doesn't have a sweepable mid which is kind of what I've always been looking for in a in a, a preamp I I, I want to have a preamp with a sweepable mid but um, this at least has a mid switch um, it's not you know 
it's not ideal, but it, it at least gives you some flexibility in the mid frequencies, but it also gives you a bass boost and a treble boost. Uh, well, I say boost, boost and cut, of course, or standard EQ. And um, so, yeah, it, it works really good. So then I can use it with uh, one of my passive basses. I can, I can give the extra gain that I need when I bring the passive bass so it, it sounds just as full through the system. I can also EQ it a little bit so that it, so I can give it that extra bass EQ so it more closely matches my, my Music Man Stingray bass. And also then I have the, uh, the drive effect. And the drive effect is really cool because it helps to kind of saturate the uh, sound a little bit. I don't use it like, you know, I'm not like a metalhead or anything. Of course, I'm playing in a church worship team, so I don't need a really heavy overdrive. I, I like the overdrive more for just getting that saturated sound, a thicker sound. And then there's a couple songs every now and again where you might have, uh, you might want to have a little bit of overdrive for it. So anyway, I'm going to play, let me turn it off first. Okay, so I'm going to play my bass uh, without it real quickly, and this is a, a little bass run that works really good, a song that works really good for the for the uh, for the overdrive because because the song has overdrive on the bass. So here's what it sounds like, and I'm and I, I'm I know you're like. Gosh, he's having a hard time talking right now. That's because I'm trying to I'm trying not to hit the mic stand with my bass. Uh, I'm wearing the bass over my over my shoulder here, standing up against the uh, the mic stand, reaching down, trying to to manage the the uh, pedal uh, while keeping my my head as close to possible as the mic without getting this effect where I'm getting away from the mic like that. So I'm trying to trying to do all these things at once. I'm I'm just not that coordinated. So okay, so here we go. So here's the bass without uh without the overdrive and hopefully without me bumping the mic stand. So that's without it. Turn it on. getting a lot of a lot of fret squeak because the 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 com condenser mic is is picking up the 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 room noise of the uh the squeaky frets so uh so anyway um you can kind of hear the difference you know the a little bit of a i have a very mild amount of uh, overdrive set on the bass uh let me do a little bit a little bit more extreme so you can kind of see the difference so i'm going to really crank up the uh, drive Obviously, probably a little bit more than you need for church. So we'll turn that back down. And then also you've got the, you know, here's the bass EQ. So if I'm, that's relatively flat. Bring up the bass. Much fuller there. And then you've also got this EQ. It's basically just a switch that allows you to bump or cut a particular mid frequency. I forget which mid frequency it, it is set at. So that's with it up. Here's with it cut. And here's with it in the middle. So three settings, a flat setting, a boost setting, and a cut setting for the mid. Also, of course, got treble. One of the things too that's really great about the uh, the uh, pedal is that it also allow it has a blend knob so that you can keep your unaffected signal 
in the mix so you can then it's basically like thinking of, a, of having like a mixer where you've got your clean signal without the overdrive on it and the eq and you also then have a mix of the effect completely and then you can blend between them that allows you to still have the because you know when you add overdrive to bass it's easy for the bass frequencies to really kind of drop out and so by blending in the original dry signal with the overdrive then it allows it to give it a nice balance and so that's pretty much how i have it set here so if i had just the overdrive signal and then turning it back to dry allows you to get it set the way you want it it's also got a volume knob of course so you can adjust the volume and a tone knob, which just basically, I think, affects the, uh, the high frequencies. Not 100% on that. Let me get a more extreme adjustment. Yeah. And then you can also, okay, Brent, remember to talk into the mic. I'm trying to see, I'm trying not to look down at the, uh, at the uh, pedal while I'm talking. Cause then it, I, yeah, I just, it messes up the volume on, on, on the mic here. So trying to look down here at it without straying away from the mic here. Okay. So you've also got, what's cool is there's a setting for the EQ where you can put the EQ, um, or yeah, you can, you can, you can affect, you can affect, let me, let me speak here proper English. You can set the EQ. So it's only on the distorted signal, whether it's only on the clean signal or what's the third setting here. Um, well, it's too far away for me to see. It allows you to inject the EQ at different parts in the signal chain and, and basically have make, give it a different sound so you it basically like three different settings that give you different timber qualities based on how you have this switch for the eq but anyway it gives you it gives you a lot of flexibility but i'm really just kind of using it to give me a little bit of a thick saturation uh, on the base which i like so that's the nano battalion a very uh, cool little pedal uh, very affordable it works great for me as a uh, front end to the uh, zoom multiprocessor that i have i also use it on my pedal board with uh, my westminster effects pedals too and um, so it's a it's a cool little unit and the as a front end to the zoom which can act as a amp model then it, it really gives you a nice uh, legit uh, sound for for uh, for live use where it sounds like you're you're playing you know through an actual amp with uh, a little bit of grit on it so uh, yeah it's cool I've been enjoying it I've only had it for a few weeks but uh, it's working out pretty pretty well right now all right, that's another episode of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast. Thank you for listening. Make sure to like. Make sure to like. No, we're not on Facebook. <laughs> Here, make sure to to subscribe. There you go. Sub to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Also, leave a review for it. Uh, make sure to to give us a good review if you uh, if you enjoy the podcast. If you don't enjoy the podcast, then forget I said anything about leaving a review, and uh, just uh, just keep listening. <laughs> and uh, but if you do want to like something, then go to go to Facebook and and like us there. We do have a, a 
Facebook page. Uh, just search for uh, Bass Guitar Worship Blender uh, Podcast. Or yeah, is that, is that what? Yeah, yeah. Bass Guitar Worship Blender Podcast on uh, Facebook, and it'll pull us up. You can also find our YouTube channel, which is uh, worth checking out. And it's just again go to go to YouTube, and and in, in the case of YouTube, just search for Worship Blender, not Bass Guitar on there. Just search for uh, Worship Blender, and that should take you right to the YouTube channel and uh, make sure to subscribe there and uh, like the videos that uh, you watch there and uh, so yeah uh, just uh, thank you for, for listening I had a, a cool shout out to uh, somebody who uh, sent me an email and said yeah I just want to let you know I've been I've been listening to the uh, podcast I've been binge listening and I started from the beginning and I'm on episode four now and uh, and so appreciate comments like that anytime I get them it's just it's it really really helps to uh, to make it worthwhile to, to do this podcast because I make zero money on it um, I'm doing it to, to hope be a resource for other people so uh yeah if you got some good comments you want to share with me please feel free to do so because i appreciate it and uh, remember that uh god is not dead he's surely alive and of course god would reply to that of course i'm not dead don't call me surely thanks see ya bye god bless <laughs>